Good people. Yo, I'm excited. It's a new year. New opportunity to give God some glory. Uh, new moment for us to uh, fulfill assignment, to do uh, the new things that God is saying in this new year. So uh, shout out to you guys, man, uh, doing it big. Uh, I want to I focus on saying a prayer first uh, as we get ready to talk about 2019. Um, one of the things that I've been in prayer about that I've been that I felt really strongly about is assignment and pursuit. I think it's extremely important for us to understand what our assignment is. Uh, but beyond understanding our assignment, uh, it's more important for us to maintain a healthy pursuit of God. And that pursuit should look different uh, than anything else. The pursuit of him should look different than uh, your pursuit for career, your pursuit for a spouse, uh, your pursuit for money. Uh, the greatest pursuit that you should maintain in your life should be that uh, of the father. So um, excited. I'm going to start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for yet another day, opportunity and moment to bask in your word, in your presence, God, to grow with you, Father. My prayer in this moment, God, is that you would be magnified, uh, that there would be some light shed on the things that you've spoken to us individually. Uh, God, I'm just asking that you would release not only your anointing, God, but your wisdom, your vision, your revelation, and your understanding to us as we move forward with what you've called us to, God. Uh, my prayer is that we would not confuse our assignment that you've given us with the actual pursuit of you. Uh, let us not replace our pursuit because we now have work to do. Uh, let us do the work and uh, simultaneously be in pursuit of you so that you would continue to reveal unto us, God, that which we should be doing. I celebrate you, I magnify you, and I praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I do pray, amen. Yo, I'm shouting y'all out, man. You guys are dope people, man. I'm thankful that you guys listen, that you check for the podcast. I hope that I continue to share something that's beneficial to you. Uh, I hope that my, you know the insight and the word is beneficial. Uh, my only ask of you guys, I don't ask you for money. I just ask you to share. Share the word. Pop the link. Sh drop the link. Tell your homies about it. Uh, send it to your girl if you need to uh, so that you guys can walk in agreement. Amen? Yo. So uh, not this past podcast, but the podcast before that, I dropped Hunger and Thirst. And it's a part of my uh, what I call my Hunger Game series. And uh, hopefully you guys will go and check that out if you haven't. Uh, but I talked about uh, having a hunger and thirst for righteousness specifically and how many times we have a hunger and thirst for things that aren't necessarily God. And, uh, you know, the 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 actual expectation of God is that we would have a hunger and thirst for specifically righteousness. I want to chime back in on that thirst piece today, man. Uh, this ain't a thirst trap, uh, but this is definitely the conversation that we need to have about what God is saying to us. So I'm coming out of Psalms 42 today. Uh, for those of you who have your Bibles, check it out. Uh, grab your phone, look at it. But it's Psalms 42. And what you'll find in Psalms 42, it says, as, let me read it for you. I'm just flipping to it real quick, really quickly. Um, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Uh, the New Living Translation reads a little bit differently. And it says, as the deer longs for the streams of water, uh, so do I long for thee. 
And I like that the New Living Translation uh, deals with the deer because it allows me to draw uh, some context as it pertains to uh, where we are in our walk or in our pursuit, so to speak. So when I think about the deer and I think about what that means, uh, as the deer uh, longs for the streams of water, so do I long for thee. Uh, metaphorically, the water is a representation of God and the deer would metaphorically be the representation of me. And when I think about the deer, I think about the fact that the deer is often found in dry places. It's in a place where uh, generally there isn't an abundance of water. It's in the forest. It's filled with trees, um, you know, grass. There are a lot of things. And so the deer has to be in search of this said water. And um, when the deer is in search of the water, it's not because the deer isn't able to have anything else along the path. The deer is eating the grass and it's eating anything else, maybe the berries in the forest and whatnot. But what the deer recognizes is nothing quite satisfies uh, what's going on with him internally the way water would satisfy it. So it is in search of this water. And if the deer represents me, then it would lead me to believe that I should be in search of something. Uh, and that specific thing that I'm in search of, it's God. And if I'm in search of God, even though there are things that I get along the way, there's nothing in my life that will satisfy me or my soul the way that God would satisfy me. The same way the water satisfies the deer is the same way God would satisfy me. And even though I may get things along the way, even though I may be eating things along the way, even though I may have access to things along the way, there is nothing that is going to quench said thirst inside of me the way God would quench my thirst. So I have to understand what uh, my pursuit needs to be. And the Bible uses this deer for me to gain some context as it relates to um, how the deer stays in search for the water. Now, I don't know if the deer has the ability to uh, uh, sense out moisture, but what I do know is I see deer very often and I've seen deer on the side of the road and I've seen deer jump in front of cars and I've seen deers put their life at risk and even have the threat of being hunted simply because they are in search of something and that specific thing is water. And so if I think about the deer and how it's willing to put its life on the line and uh, go to extreme lengths to get exactly what it needs, uh, what does it look like for me as a believer in relation to what I'm willing to do to get what I know I need? And, and, and I don't think that we as believers are absent-minded uh, uh, or, or, or without the revelation of what it means to have God in our lives. Yet the deer gives us this great example that if we're not really willing to put it all on the line, what does it actually mean? Now, the deer can be found in these dry places right out in the forest. And so what happens many times is as believers, we find ourselves in seasons where we are in dry places. Uh, 
And even though we are we 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 find ourselves in these dry places where it seems as if God isn't where we are, we have to be reminded that God is omnipresent. He is always with us and he is always near us. And even though the deer in this context can't necessarily see the water, the deer has to know that there is a source that is available to me if I would simply stay in search of it. And even though there were guys and predators and things out there that may look to harm me, I'm still going to go after that which I know I need to apprehend. And I hope that this gives some uh, uh, a little bit of context to us as believers to say that even though I know there are moments and times where I will be in dry places and there will be things in these dry places that will present themselves to us. There is nothing more satisfying than me being able to not only be in search, but to actually find that which I was in search of. His name is God. His son is Jesus. And that that's the dope thing about relationship and understanding that we have to grasp in this season. Yo, I don't care what you get. I don't care who you talk to. I don't care um, what you do independently. If it is without God, it's essentially it's meaningless. Quite candidly, there's nothing more important than the relationship that we will maintain with him. So what do we do? What does that look like? Even though the, the, the deer finds himself in the forest and there are things that can satisfy him, the deer recognizes that those things are only satisfying temporarily. And so I'll eat grass, but even as I eat the grass, the grass somehow continues to create maybe even a greater thirst for water within me. And I hope that as believers, we would find ourselves in the place where even though we are getting things along the way. I hope that it's only creating a greater thirst on the inside of us to apprehend that which we know would quench said thirst. So the Bible talks about, uh, we were talking about in the previous, uh, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And then of course, God led me to this text and it led me uh, to uh, the scripture in, in, in Psalms 42 as the deer uh, longs for the streams of water and in the new king in the King James version it says as the heart panteth after the water brooks so panteth my soul after thee there's something inside of me that is satisfied by him so if we begin to look at how the text is structured uh, the bible talks about uh, this search for him and then subsequently if we are in search of him there's a fulfillment that comes once said search takes place seek and ye shall find knock and the door shall be open uh, if you are thirsty for righteousness, you shall be filled. If you're longing for water in Psalms 42, then you have to know that if you are able to stand before this God, the living God, that he would provide something to you that would satisfy you. So the thing that we have to draw from the text is everything in your life that you look to apprehend uh, really should only be apprehended through God. We place a lot of things before the relationship that we maintain with God. And because we place those things to a higher degree and a greater regard, we often find that we don't get those things that we that we believe God for. 
And the reason we don't get them is because we have not been in pursuit of the thing which would grant us access. If God is the access point to things being fulfilled, then the only thing that we should really be in pursuit of is him. And as we continue to pursue him, he would continue to reveal to us that which he had for us specifically. And then we would begin to pick those things up along the way. But what has happened over time is we have given greater regard to the things that we want and we place those things in, in, in our minds at the forefront. And, be, and because they're at the forefront of our minds, those are the things that we search instead of searching him. So because you believe God for a house and a car, you do everything to get the house and the car and you stop doing everything that you should do, which was pray and fast. When I, uh, you know, I, I the, <laughs> recently I came home, my wife was already home and, uh, my wife was already home. And when I walked through the door, the alarm chimed. And when the alarm chimed, she said, babe, uh, look out the window. There are four deer in the backyard. And I'm looking at the deer in the backyard and I'm looking at them eat the grass. And as they're eating the grass, every time they heard a noise, their heads popped up and their ears sprouted out. Their heads popped and their ears sprouted out. Now, these weren't the type of deer that are generally hunted because when it's hunting season, you can only hunt the deer that really have like the bucks. Right. And the, the more bucks, uh, the, the more the, the more bucks and horns they have. Uh, those are the ones that are highly regarded or highly sought after uh, when people are hunting. So these weren't those deer. Uh, those deer that are out for hunting have, you know, the bucks to defend them. So if someone came up or uh, if a predator came against them, they could fight off with their with their bucks. But these deer that were in my backyard didn't have any bucks. The only thing they had to protect them was their hearing and their vision. And so even though they were eating, they were not so focused on what was before them because they were paying attention to what was going on around them. And every time they heard something, their their heads popped, their ears sprouted because they know that they are defenseless in the moment if they are not listening and watching. And just like the deer, we, the believer, have to maintain a, a, a prayer life that allows us to hear. If you aren't praying, then you aren't hearing. You don't know exactly what God is saying to you if you are not in the place where you're praying and hearing what God is saying. If God's not opening your eyes so that you can see the direction in which you need to be going, you miss out on everything else. Or in the case of the deer, if you're not watching and paying attention, it may be the last moment you ever take a bite. So it would be in the deer's best interest to always be on high alert. Your highest alert as a believer is the prayer life that you have and the pursuit that you have of God spiritually. So why would you let anything jeopardize that? What does your pursuit actually look like in this season? What does it mean for you as the believer to long for him just as the deer longs for the water streams? What lengths are you willing to go to? What, what roads are you willing to travel? What doors are you willing to close? What people are you willing to say no to? What things are you willing to change about yourself so that you can evolve and be exactly who God is looking for you to be in this season? What I believe God is trying to show us is we have to be in search of him and not in search of things. All the things that we want from God are simply a byproduct of the relationship that we maintain with God. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto thee. 
Everything you're looking for God to add in your life, all the things you're looking for God to expand in your territory only come when you are first in, in search of the kingdom. Then the deposit is made. Then the revelation is given. Then you have access to the witty ideas and the strategies that you need to maintain. Then the door is unlocked for you to get the funding that you need for the thing that you believe in God for. But if you stop searching him. If he's no longer your focal point, then you miss out on everything else that God wanted to do, all the other things that he wanted to add. So essentially, it becomes a conversation of all things through Christ. For the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. But if I don't go through Christ, I got nothing. And so we find that many of us have nothing because we don't have God. But if we actually had God in our lives and he was really a part of everything that we do, yo, your life would be so dope. You wouldn't even be able to like we couldn't shut you up about what God was doing in your life. But the but the main goal has to be him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness for they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. For if you seek, you shall find. For as the deer longs for the water, so do I long for thee. And then he says in verse two of Psalms 42, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? I know that if I get in front of him, if I get in his presence, then there's nothing that won't be released to me through him. So essentially, you can't change your pursuit. What happens is we believe God for stuff. We pray for the stuff. And then God gives us the revelation about what he wants us to do or gives us our assignment or gives us our purpose or allows our gifts and talents to expand to 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 a degree that we couldn't even imagine. And we then allow that work. To replace the pursuit that we had initially. So you are you are you are definitely doing something, but you're not pursuing and so you've allowed that to replace your pursuit. And so it's changed everything about you. Because. Candidly speaking, the pursuit is what kept you humble. The pursuit of God is what kept you nice. The pursuit of God is what kept you talking about the thing that you believed God for. But now that it's happened, all we do is talk about you. We talk about yourself. We talk about your thing. We talk about everything that you're doing and we never have a conversation any longer about God. The Bible says, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men. Some of the lifting takes place by way of conversation. I know that when we talk about the, 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 the actual the meaning of that, uh, if I be lifted up, we were talking about a physical lifting when, when he was lifted from the ground on the cross on Calvary. And he said, if I be lifted, I would draw. And he did draw when he was lifted. But he's also lifted when we talk about him in conversation and we exalt his name greater than anything else. When we begin to make his name large in the areas and in the rooms and in the territories in which we dwell, when we make his name large in those places, we lift him up still. And then he begins to draw those that did not believe. For they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You got to talk about the goodness of God and the salvation that comes by way of Jesus Christ. And you got to exalt his name because that's how we change lives. 
and all the work that you do should really be impactful in the lives of the people that are around you. And if not, then for what? Right? So if I be lifted up, I draw. If I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. And so you got to change the nature of your conversation. You got to change the stuff that you post on the gram and that you Snapchat about and, 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 and that you post on Facebook because all of that essentially is a way for you to lift them up. And I know, see, this is the reality of it, though. It's no longer popular to be a Jesus freak. It's not popular for your everyday conversation to be a conversation about Christ. And because it lacks popularity, it's not the thing you talk about. And it's also not the thing that you pursue openly. And so then you begin to candidly, you become ashamed of the relationship. Because if you weren't ashamed, you post it. You're like, even in this moment, I think about like some of y'all date people that y'all will never post because you kind of ashamed of them. Maybe they don't have the best job or maybe they don't have the best look or maybe it's not what the people expected you to connect with. Or maybe your car doesn't look like the car you want it to look like and you're kind of ashamed so you don't post that. You only post the stuff that you think people care about. But if you really cared about the relationship you maintain with him the way you should, you post that. And you wouldn't post thirst traps. You wouldn't post stuff to lure people in that was really deceitful. But you post the truth. Like, yo, I'm yo, I'm empty. I'm, I'm, I'm in this place just like the deer. I'm in this empty place where I feel alone. And in this place where it's a little bit dry, I know I should be in pursuit of God, but I don't talk about it. And so I'm struggling by myself. But I'm just saying, yo, talk about it. I'm saying like right now is your opportunity, like this is your moment, like it's the top of the year. This is your opportunity for things to change forever. You will never be the same. If you maintain the right type of pursuit, if you really be in search of him. And that's the dope thing about God. That's what God wants. And so it leads me to the part of the uh, of the Bible. And I started thinking about all these concepts of water and following and drawing and having a hunger and a thirst. And I thought about the Samaritan woman and I thought about this Samaritan woman standing at the well and she's at the well and she and she brings her bucket to the well to draw water from the well. And as she lowers the bucket of water in the well, Jesus walks up to her and he says to her, why don't you give me something to drink? And this immediately makes her uncomfortable because she's a Samaritan woman. Jesus is a Jew. And there's a history between the Samaritans and the Jews back, back, back way when, when the Samaritans became foreigners in the place where the Jews were. And the Jews were moved into captivity and the Samaritans took over their place. And so they became foreigners in the land that was really prescribed for these believers or God's people. And so she begins to reflect on the history of the relationship. And because of that history, she allows it to become a stopping point for the conversation that she could have. But I'm going to ask you this question. How uncomfortable are you willing to be in this season to get exactly what God has for you? Because Jesus rebuttals her, her statement and says to her, if you knew the gift that God had for you, 
You wouldn't be asking me about why I'm asking you to drink. You would be asking me to give you to drink. And then you would have water from a well that would never run dry. But the water that you're getting from this well is going to leave you in a place where you're going to be in need again. And I'm just trying to share with you guys that some of what you've been drawing from is only going to leave you in a place where you're going to still be in need. So I'm just saying change where you're drawing from. Change what the pursuit looked like. Be willing to be uncomfortable to actually apprehend the gift that was in front of you. And I know in the, in, in the context of the conversation that Christ is having with the Samaritan woman and he's talking about the gift, we, we begin to have this notion where we think about the gift that God gave his, as his son. And, and, and if we got the gift of his son, we would then have eternal life. But not only the gift of his son and eternal life, but the gift that God has specifically for you. The thing that you've been believing God for, the gift that will make room for you to be great in the kingdom of God. That's the part that I'm talking about. That's the part where I'm saying, yo, be uncomfortable enough for that. Don't bring the baggage and the history of what was into this moment where you're able to have this exchange with God. Leave that stuff behind. Forgetting that which was behind me. All things have become new. Forgetting that which was behind me. Old things have passed away. The, the, the relationship that existed in the past between the Samaritans and the Jews. Forgetting that which was behind me. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Listen, guys, good people. It is a new year. This is a new moment. All things have become new. And so I'm simply, I, I implore you to change your pursuit in this season. That's my ask. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my pursuit. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have moments where you end up in uh, what seem like dry places and you feel like you're alone and you're in this wilderness all by yourself. But please be reminded that the stream is not that far away. You are in search of something that is so precious it is so absolutely beautiful. The relationship that you will maintain with God, you will never experience beauty like this ever again. And I'm simply saying, let that be the thing that leads you in this season. Yes, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. Yes, there will be moments and times where it feels like you're alone, but guess what? The Bible says, I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. Do not let your search for him stop. It would be foolish for the deer to be 50 feet away from the stream and stop because it hasn't seen it yet. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep going. Don't let anything stop the pursuit. Don't let anything get in the way. Reevaluate that which should be important in your life and make the necessary changes. And I promise you, there's a dope reward for you on the other side of that pursuit. Yo, so this is me, Pastor Tim. Yo, another podcast with Pastor Tim. And I hope it blessed you. 
Uh, I hope it encouraged you. Uh, I hope it's worthy for you to share with somebody else. I ask that you share it. Drop the link. Yo, yo, good people. Good people. Hunger Games. Uh, Once again, if you didn't check out the first part, go back and listen to Hunger and Thirst. Love you guys. I'm signing off until next time. Peace. Much love.